We're so close to the finish line after another weekend of A-League action and the Destruction in the Box podcast is here to take you through every streaming service that doesn't exist in Australia yet, bicycle kicking keeper and gnawing sense of inevitability about Sydney FC. My name's Rudy Etzel. I'm joined this week by Andrew Clark. G'day, Rudy. Dan Fisher. Hey, Rudy. How you going? And of course, Chris Alloy. How are you, Chris O? G'day, mate. How are you? I'm well. There's been a lot of happening in the uh, world of the A-League and football in Australia generally since uh, we last chatted, including um, at, like, literally as we were recording last week, the the new uh, broadcast deal dropped, uh, which we'll discuss a little bit later, but we are going to kick off first with our observations. Um, and um, I'm going from outside the A-League, but still in the world of Australian football. Um, and that's... Uh, our good friend and yours, Ange Postacoglu, um, word is, has come out that Celtic, that f- grand old club uh, of Glasgow Celtic, are looking to uh, to bring Ange on board. And uh, it's fair to say, guys, it's not been extremely popular <laughs> in Scotland um, <laughs> so far. There's a whole lot of uh, who the fucking hell is Ange Postacoglu? Like, who is this guy? He just, he's managing some shite Japanese team, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Um and, yeah, I'm just a touch worried, Dan, that maybe Ange isn't going to really get a chance, <laughs> that maybe the Celtic fans aren't giving him, uh, going to give him a fair go. Look, a notoriously patient fan base. Um, so um, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure, I'm sure, sure they'll give him time to uh, bed in his system, which is um, obviously very crucial um, to, to Ange teams. We actually saw um, his early days in, in Japan that they, they did cop some hidings early um, but it didn't take long for it all to click and um, uh, click it certainly did Uh, but it's um, it's an interesting play because uh, yeah like the owners and powers that be over there they'll um, they'll need to have a brass set on them because like Mm. Ange teams are usually a little bit slow starting uh, but it's a beautiful thing once it you know once it gets going and um, you know and, and the system's understood by all. It's a tough gig, though, because, yeah, yeah, as you said, Dan, notorious not to – that, you know, Ange's team starts slow. His first set of fixtures would be Champions League qualifying games. So, like, not really the, the set of fixtures to sort of ease your way and start to bet in a an intricate Ange ball-esque system, is it? So, mm, yeah, do or die, knockout Champions League stuff. It's, um, it's, it's actually yeah. one of my favorite um, Ange things at the moment. Because I get the, um, like, I've still got, like, um, uh, like his mob in Japan is, like, is one of my favorite Marinos. teams in FOTMOB. Yeah, yeah, just, just so you get, like, the updates. And so, like, it all, almost, like, clockwork, um, it'll be, like, you know, yeah, um, Marinos game has started and within like three minutes there's a goal one way or the other like there's just a goal like in the first yeah. couple of minutes and occasionally like there'll be a it'll be 2-1 after like 12 minutes or something like that and I'll just like send a screenshot through and just be like Angeball guys it's Angeball yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's um, <laughs> clear though that you know soccer Twitter is uh, 100% behind their boy uh, as it's probably fair to say us three us four are as well so I'm excited. I was saying to Clarky pre-pod that I'm just, uh, as a fan, I'm almost excited to rip out the hoops next season if he does get the uh, if he does get the job and, and see how they go. Um, ride death, ride him if, or not death, ride him. Just ride him to the end if I have to, or or bask in the glory of um, Ange realizing uh, his uh, you know his dream. So let's, um, yeah, it's exciting news, irrespective. Total Postacoglu sweeps Europe. You can't wait for him the to win un- the Champions League yeah. over there. Yeah, <laughs> the the irony is that he actually plays the type of stuff that they want to see a team play. 
that like yep. you know that like that like no foot like you know no step backwards like completely dominant like yeah really you know uh, like passing stuff but yeah that, I don't it, it seems like he's become a lightning rod for criticism of the board and and uh, other other failures Chriso. Yeah, uh, you know that they, they're um, they, what they were meant to win their tenth in a row. They got pipped by Stevie G uh, and were, were, were given a hiding. Really, they still finished second, but that just means nothing there. So, um, wow, it's a two-team league. So, yes. yeah. <laughs> I think um, yeah, there's you know there's the, the the squad needs work. That the fans aren't happy. Apparently, there's questions over his qualifications or as. Um, if I were a Scottish journalist, what I would refer to as his qualifications. Um, then, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so there's, and there's also, you know, I think the season ticket holders are like, they're, they're almost, they're, they're militarizing it almost, from what some reports, you, you know, they're, they're forming an insurgency. So mm. lots of pass, a lot of, a lot of to pass under the bridge before this signing happens, I think. I, I know what Andrew will be thinking about all of that. Fuck them. <laughs> Yo, Ange wouldn't care. He's no, he's there I'll, to do a job. If he get if he gets the gig, you know how uncompromising he is. Yeah, he'll he'll, he'll, he'll just make show fans him. like him by results. He loves he'll just he loves him. he loves proving people wrong. He does indeed. He does. Uh, Clarky, what's your observation this week? All right, I'll bring it back to Australia and back to the A League. We've we've highlighted this this point a couple of times over the last few weeks, um, and it's uh, keepers doing low-key 100-yard dashes um, after goals. So Jamie Young being the uh, the biggest exponent of this of, of recent times. Well, Daniel Margush from the Western Sydney Wanderers did it uh, against Brisbane and actually breezed past Jamie Young for their, for their second goal um, just gone. So, yeah, I do like keepers getting in their, uh, their steps for the day with a cheeky <laughs> yeah. 100-yard saunter to it's- get around the boys. It is good to sort of go on, Dan. Sorry. The thing I enjoyed about this one is that he kind of just like trotted up as well. Like, you know, like Jamie Young just runs down like full chested, almost like barrels the guys. He's just like, he's so, so excited and hyped. And like by the time Margush got, I don't know, maybe, maybe his tank's no good and he's just got there and he's like, <laughs> oh, geez, we, we're sort of usually only doing about 10, 15 meters at a time at most. Um, he sort of got, he sort of just kind of like strolled up in the end and just kind of. Yeah, yeah. I think we were talking his tickets early. We were talking off air about how much ball more baller it would have been if he'd done it in the twenty eighth minute when they scored their first goal, rather than <laughs> yeah. rather than the rather than the uh, relatively cowardly eighty eighth minute charge. <laughs> the eighty eighth minute's two nil. It's like yeah. come on, come on. Oh, right? Yeah, okay, right. Come up, mate. No worries. <laughs> uh, uh, Dan, what's your observation of the week, please? I'm gonna. I'm going to stick with the uh, with the Wanderers uh, as well, and it was um, mentioned on on the pod last week um, about when they're going to unpin that Robo tweet. They had that Robo tweet from preseason that's been up there the whole season. Um, you know, the sort of the one minute sort of campaign at the start of the year, and it was all very it was very stage managed, but made to look a bit behind the scenes and sort of the big rev up talk that he's uh, that he's giving them. Um, and yeah, no, I just, I was looking on their Twitter the week before and it's like, it's, it's still there and they're they fucking sitting in ninth or some shit. And um, I just mused last week about, I wonder when they're going to unpin it. Well, they did it um, just, just this week. Um, I don't think they listened to the pod. It may have been after the, um, like I didn't actually pick up exactly when it was 
probably after the loss to Wellington, though, um, at, yeah. at home when that sort of um, it pretty well cooked their season. Yeah. Who take this down now? <laughs> <laughs> oh. either, either that, or the alternative is uh, that someone you know in the Wanderers setup listens, and that's just too horrifying to contemplate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chriso, what is your uh, observation this week? Well, we said that Twitter had been abuzz with uh, the news of Ange uh, Postacoglu, but uh, equally, just as we recorded last week, uh, Twitter was abuzz with the news that um, the Australian Premier Leagues, as they're now currently known, the APL, have signed a uh, a deal with uh, Channel 10 or their parent company, CBS, Viacom, for a, a new broadcasting deal for the A and W leagues, which is a long time coming. So apparently it's like a five year four two hundred million deal. And yeah, which will require apparently the um, purchase of a new streaming service for everyone, Paramount Plus, which is launching here in Australia in August. So huge news. Um, obviously we live and die, or the, the the league lives and dies by its broadcast deals, as do all nearly all professional sports. So just as um, you know, a feather in the cap there, I guess, of, of your Danny Townsend types, a commercial leader there at APL. But yeah, huge news. Just um, you know, got got five more years out of this puppy, so at least because we did obviously fear for its uh, fear for its um, its very uh, soul for for a while there. So yeah, so they yeah. they got thirty two mil plus eight mil contra over the five years, Chris. Is that right? Yeah, that's why they're calling it what four two hundred for five years. Yeah, um, forty. Which is pretty, yeah, it's, it's a very. Um, I, I mean, I thought that the I did think it would come off a lot more than that. So it was fifty six mil a year was the last Fox one. Is that correct? I think it, it was, but then they did this, and this year was only like thirty because of the interim yeah. deal. So it. yeah. But uh, it's a massive um, windfall, really, and like on on pure numbers, uh, a fair bit more than I was expecting the competition to get. I've got to say, I was quite worried um, about about it. Like it feels to me instinctively like just less eyeballs on the on the product um, starting with next season. But um, yeah, like obviously, like the Fox, um, the you know the link back to Fox is more or less untenable. Um, and it didn't seem like Optus were ever interested. And then I would have liked Nine and Stan, but I, I, I think they just got more money out of Paramount in the end. And that's it. It's, uh, what do you What do you think of the deal, Chris? So you're, you're probably the most astute reader of uh, of this kind of stuff out of us. Uh, I think it's good numbers. I have, but the num the this one element is that everyone has to buy a new streaming service. That that mm-hmm. that that's that's the kicker for me, which I guess everyone's got a phone. Everyone can just download an app, which is all you need to do. Um, but that that strikes uh, that's a bit of concern for me. Um, good good um, dollar signs, but are they going to get the eyeballs? Um, Clarky probably got better take on this sort of stuff than I do, though. Yeah, I think you you touched on it there. The concern is the sort of the the amount of streaming services now that. A broad sports fan is probably expected to to fork up for each month. You know, if if you like a number of sports, you're probably now looking at at least three services per month, all probably running concurrently. Um, and and you know, not everyone can afford that sort of thing. So you're probably going to get the, the people picking and choosing 
or turning them on and off at at at, at the at the end of seasons and stuff, rather than just letting KO run, which like a lot of people probably do at the moment because it it you know once one season finishes, it rolls into another. I guess the other thing that was brought up is the getting this new streaming service into pubs and clubs that traditionally show games. You know, a lot of these pubs have existing you know Foxtel infrastructure, or or they've got the 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 Optus Sport or the stand box in it's like well now a pub's also expected to also run these these sorts of things to offer these so look i i'm pretty positive about it i think the money is is more than i thought it would get and i think the the free-to-air component is is probably oh, very oh, very key on the main channel too i reckon that's yeah like, that's a decent chance to get and, and you'd hope that with that there's also going to be a bit better um uh, publicity on on the on the ten network, um, perhaps perhaps a little bit less of the uh, the nine hundred and ninety uh, stories on on the project and yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> that yeah. they might actually be pumping the game up a little bit. So that's uh, that's, yeah. that'll be the hope. That's true. I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> looking forward to Kevin Musket coming on board and being on the the, the project panel on a Friday night before the game. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that'll happen. Um, yeah, your pub point is a salient one, Clarky, for me because. Like I'm sure everyone uh, that's tried to find a pub showing an A-League game on at the same time as a an AFL or NRL game knows that it's bloody difficult to do, and you probably need to have a like a sympathetic bartender to the sport because like I know when uh, I used to work in pubs, I used to you know like guys would come in because they'd know I'd be working, and I'd be like, I'll find you a TV for the A-League, you know, like yeah, um, and that's yeah, so. It's going to be tough. It's already tough in that sense. It's going to be tougher. Uh, but exciting times ahead, really, for the competition. Um, speaking of exciting times, fellas, um, let's kick off with <laughs> Sydney 4, Adelaide 1 from the weekend. Nothing, <laughs> nothing more exciting than Sydney clicking into gear two games out from a final series, I wouldn't have thought. Um, uh, Adam LaFondre. LaFondre scoring, Bobo scoring, oh, them mate, setting up each other. Yeah, it's just what pl- every fan in the league wants, really. <laughs> they're playing the hits. They are playing the hits. <laughs> they've, they've knocked the ju- jukebox back into gear and they've put all the money in it. And you're going to have to listen all night long. Uh, Alfie doing Alfie things, Chriso. Uh, sausage rolls. Who wrote this? Uh, smashing sausage rolls like he's got to catch the Night Rider. Like that is a, rep- <laughs> a recipe for disaster by uh, by about Clifton Hill in my experience. In my experience, because you will vomit that up. But yeah, he's um he's been. Uh, I think we've all um, we all were sort of we all considered it an ominous sign that he was coming back and did his quarantine and he's back and he's just just fucking munching on goals and um, <laughs> they uh, and, and and it will offset you'd think uh, his him and and Bobo's burgeoning partnership is going to offset you'd think even uh, it's towards the other end of the pitch that they're going to lose some. Some players to the ruse, Judy, at the pointy end. Now that they've got this um, lethal um, front pairing that is going to cause defenders to shit their fucking pants. So, of course, um, you know Redmayne, uh, Grant, and McGowan are, are gone now, and so they are pretty decimated at, at, at in an important uh, part of the field. But I, um, I, I admire the strategy just to you know I was, they read the tea leaves, and they probably knew that um, that that's the 
part of the ground they were going to be most vulnerable to losing players. And instead of sort of getting reinforcements there, like, fuck it, we're just going to like score four or five goals a game. And if we ship a few and the guys are off to the roost, we ship a few. But like, you know, like the other thing, like Elfie and Bobo were actually not played together for Sydney FC. Um, like one, yeah. uh, Elfie replaced Bobo. So doesn't that's, look um, like it's going to be a problem though does it no that, that's that's the thing like you sort of go oh like you know they're like they're back and together and it's like well actually that was just it was just a continuation of the same goal scoring kill bot yeah. um yeah, but yeah, now yeah. <laughs> and so like it's yeah now, now, now there's Mark two doing get him back as well <laughs> fuck it just get them all up <laughs> front three Costa Barbarossa's can play central midfield. Fuck it. He doesn't have to score goals now. They have to play centre back if they keep losing blokes from there. Jordan Elsie, uh, he got the ready deserved late in the game, Dan. Oh, yeah. Look, I reckon that his challenge on Bobo in the first half was like, let's let's call it a yellow and a half. So he really only had like a half a yellow up his sleeve, like after that. Um, yeah, that's that's generous. Yeah, it was it was a given in red. 1.95 yellows. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a firm hue of orange um, at best. Uh, he probably he probably could have got sent off in the first half, to be real. What were, they, so, um, what were those derwents called? Burnt Amber? It was burnt amber. <laughs> burnt amber. Yeah. It was a fucking red, actually. But uh, LC red. He got away with that yellow there. And look, honestly, the game was already over by the time he got sent off. It wasn't like that was the catalyst for the um, for Sydney blowing the game open. It was 3-0 when, when he got sent off. Yeah. It was actually actually one all um, after Reds went down a man. So... Oh, that's true. Yeah, um, they like Mount Mork nearly, uh, nearly leveled the scores, and then that just made Sydney angry. Really, mm. yeah. yeah, they took that personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you made me bleed my own blood. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it is this. Uh, do we worry about Adelaide for the finals on the back of this result? Like, like I'm, I'm not too worried about them missing. Uh, I just mean, like, is this a portent of of a poor finals showing? I don't think so. I think what we've been saying over the last couple of weeks, they just got to get there, get into finals, and then Adelaide can potentially just fuck shit up once they're once they're in there. Um, this is this says more about Sydney gearing up for finals than I'd be concerned about Adelaide at this result. Like the thing is, they're going to have to get through Sydney probably. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I don't, I don't see someone knocking off Sydney and like clearing no. Adelaide's path. So I mean, this result will be fresh in their mind, and it was at home. So yeah, um, right. Steph Walks put way... some stuff in the journal, and he'll be ready for the the rematch later on. <laughs> I, I, think... I, I I wave it a bit. I wave it a bit on um, how I saw Adelaide progressing through yeah through the finals um, off this result. It concerned yeah. me. Yeah, and, and um, yeah, I think you've certainly got Adelaide were certainly early in the season and. Um, all the rage, you know, playing some, you know, some exciting stuff, and uh, you know, with that core of young South Australians, and, and um, you know, moving up and entrenching themselves in the higher parts of the, the ladder. But then, since Steph Mack was found to have um, um, taken, <laughs> potentially taken, the, allegedly, 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 allegedly stole intellectual property. They um, <laughs> they haven't gone as well. That's been literally that's been the delineation that from that point. Hasn't gone as well. They've lost the same amount of games as Western Sydney and Perth. Um, so I know they've, you know, there's only... I've got, they, they've they got, like Dan says, 
they've got the propensity just to get shuffled out of finals, I think. Um, so, yeah, bit, I'm a bit concerned too. I've actually enjoyed the sort of the Mark Kilkenny narratives during uh, during the year. Obviously, they had that sort of um, uh, the war of words, um, yeah. uh, which I think Kilkenny got on the top of on the night. Then Mark had excellent form. Um, his season has sort of it has dropped away. Um, it must be said, um, Kilkenny's season had dropped away too to the point where he ended up out of the team and then Perth started flying again. Um, yeah, yeah. It sort of correlated with uh, with Kilkenny coming out of the team that Perth have actually started sort of get, getting up and about a little bit. Well, let's, let's talk about Steph Moore, Sorry. I would have sent Kilkenny a journal and be like, seems like you've got lots of time on your hands. Do you want to write about it? <laughs> <laughs> legally, uh, legally, I have to like get like clear my stock within the next three weeks. So. Yeah, he, journals now, journals now spoke spoke uh, spell with a G for uh, trade. How many could I put you down for? Three, four, yeah. five. Uh, by the way, I'm like, dying let's, here. Let's, let's talk about Kilkenny's. Uh, let's talk about Kilkenny's uh, Perth, shall we? Because they um they went to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they went to to play Wellington in Auckland. Uh, in front of 22,000 and nearly won the game. They took it up to them, got a point, um, a handy point in a fiercely fought uh, distance derby. Um, And, yeah, I mean, this um, we we were so positive about Wellington possibly doing it, getting there to the finals, and then um, it doesn't look likely anymore, does it, after this result? No, and, and also after yeah, another like Macarthur winning uh, last night against Western United as well, it's sort of they 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 fall a bit short. Perth with the extra game in hand, it's yeah, it, it, it'd be unlikely for them. They, to be honest, they probably needed the full three points. Both both teams needed the full three points. The fact that this ended in a draw was um, great news for uh, for Macarthur, for Brisbane, for Adelaide, um, because they didn't need Wellington or Perth taking three points from this game. Yes, that's right. Um, Timmins, Dan, <laughs> that hit was uh, was pretty ridiculous. Really, didn't know he could do that. No, no, um, we we didn't know he could do that. Um, look, I feel like he, he must have had some going. inkling. Yeah, he must have had some inkling that he could do it because he like he, he fucking went for he it. Tried and, it, <laughs> and uh, no, that's um, that's uh, that's got a, a, a Zadko award all over it. Um, that one, that's just, a, it's uh, a live incredible live possibility. It is a live possibility. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's. <laughs> Poor old Wellington. I just, I just feel for them. I really wanted to like that sort of late season push to be rewarded. Um, they also lost. So they also beat Western Sydney two one, um, not too long before this game as well. Uh, up back up in New South Wales, and that's when we were really like, oh man, they're actually going to do it. And then it seemed almost a formality that they'd knock over Perth in you know, Auckland, didn't it? But they just, just couldn't quite get it done. Um, we probably burying the lead on this one though. The Ulysses Davila missed penalty. Um, Oof, I yeah. said to you, I said to you, Clarky, he just never looked like he's scoring that for one second. Nah, the the way he sort of just put the ball down, he was like, like two steps from the ball. There was just no run up there, and he was clearly just hoping that the the goalkeeper would would make the move for him so he could just slot it, which is. He, then it was just seemed premeditated, just telegraphed. It just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going with something off, my, off the top of the head here. Um, I reckon that Reddy's got the most penalty saves in A League history. Now, weight of appearances probably 
has him as a, a hot chance to uh, to do that. Playing on some pretty loose teams who have probably conceded some pens, so he's probably seen a few as well. But I've got a feeling that Reedy's saved the most pens in in uh, yeah league history. Yeah, it's I'd probably. Be, fair. I'd, I'd be stunned if he hadn't. To be honest, <laughs> he's just always there. <laughs> yeah, Wait, he's just yeah, always, well, always around a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whether he's taking them and scoring in a in a in a semi final or you know. Yeah, indeed. Um, indeed. Uh, on on the other game, the Western Sydney one that that, uh, that happened before this, um, to say Ziggy Gordon was lucky not to get sent off in this one, maybe the understatement, like the understatement in A League history, <laughs> that he, like we we spoke about the other one being like the one point nine five of a red. This was like if you hadn't expected red card stat, like an XRC or something. <laughs> like that, <laughs> the one on Soterio is about a four and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like supplemental punishment, sort of like fucking yeah, challenge. Yeah. It was no good. It was horrible, and even arguably the one on on um on Piscopo, like mm. that was. I mean, that was absolutely a yellow card for me. Like, mm. you know, I could have seen an argument for red even for that one. Yeah, (laughs) they're usually not whipping the reds out for those in the. It was pretty early in the game. I think it was like within ten minutes. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just around the ten minute mark. But yeah, the fact that that Ziggy Gordon um, wasn't sent off in this game, and I think um, I'm pretty sure Robinson saw the writing on the wall and was like, "Might just sub him off." I reckon. (laughs) 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 He's angry today. (laughs) Ziggy Gordon taken off in the seventy first minute. He was like, "Maybe I won't push my luck anymore." Because <laughs> he should have, he should have absolutely gone for those. Two. They're just wild, wild. I don't think, uh, the Piscopo's one was more of a you see them given, but like I said, you're probably not seeing them in the tenth minute. The fact that you can get a yellow is like just weird. Yeah, that was just, a very clear, yeah. very clear yellow, um, and it was also a very clear red on Soterio. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I can't quite figure out how they didn't get to that. Um, it was nice of Ziggy not to, uh, you know, in deference to that, elect not to defend the first corner that they scored <laughs> off there. It's interesting. <laughs> it's uh, was it the first the... or the second corner? They right, conceded the on corner, two. Um, I yeah. think it was the second yeah, that he didn't, yeah. he didn't defend on. But they did <laughs> concede two corners. Played himself out of the uh, centre half position for the team of the season in the league. He was certainly he was all he was like fucking. Franz Beckenbauer at the start of the year, and he's um, certainly reverted to type, I think it's yeah, fair to say. say more like Ziggy yeah. Gordon in the second half of the season. Yeah, so he certainly <laughs> was. He was bossing it early, and then, um, yeah, then it, he, he got ziggied. <laughs> he did got full ziggied. Um, uh, that, I think they said, oh, we've got it written down here, nine, nine uh, corners that conceded from this season, Dan. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, the, the two in this game took them to nine for the season. Um, and I think I'm actually pretty sure on both calls, uh, I think Speedy was doing this game. It's like, oh, let's see how Western Sydney go defending this one, given their woes at corners this season. And, and it went scored on, <laughs> they scored on both <laughs> yeah. of them. So it was, uh, it was actually a good call ahead of time on, yeah, on both it, of them. Those would be the ones like, so... 
So those would be the ones. If you say that as the commentator, then the goal goes in. You'd be fist pumping like Tim Tim Payne celebrating a late block on Tate Russell. <laughs> yes, on that I oh, love that, that from so Tim Payne because it's not it's not fair that like just you know strikers get to celebrate their goals. Even like goal goal um, keepers get to celebrate their saves and that sort of thing. You never you never really see like a defender celebrate a bloody good block. Yeah, you know, <laughs> run to the corner flag and be like, oh shit, there's a goal, there's a goal off. <laughs> <laughs> Should have, I can't believe he didn't whip his shirt off, really. <laughs> I take the yellow. I've got one up my sleeve. <laughs> get the one um, that Ziggy didn't get. Uh, Ollie Sales had some season uh, up there, hasn't he? Uh, he certainly yeah, has. He, he was really good in this game. And, um, yeah, it's. I don't think it was unfair that Wally sort of got, got the win. Like, it was a, it was a fair um, three points. But you also make a bit of a case that, like, you know, Ollie Sale might have stolen some points too. Um, you know, this this could have easily ended in, in a draw. It, if he was a little bit off, it probably ends with a Western Sydney win because he pulled out quite a few uh, big saves. Mm. Yeah, he's had a, had a great season. He's just the, yeah, great player. Been really cool uh, cool to watch um, him this season. His, his evolution from, from golf cart guy to... Yeah, yeah. Jim Payne, Payne and Ollie Sale both uh, coming up Trump's defensively in this game. So. <laughs> golf cart yeah, so, boys, golf cart, golf cart boys made good. It's been God, good. I was going to say, there's something to be said for team bonding sessions. <laughs> Should be more of it. Indeed. Uh, before we move on from Welly, uh, David Ball said during the week, or uh, Wellington said during the week, David Ball's been playing with a, like a torn medial. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's crazy. That's um, That's pretty wild. That's a really yeah. debilitating injury. It, it is, yeah. Um, he's uh, going going to need surgery. You'd imagine at the end of the year if it's if it's torn. I, I think that's how it was re- reported. That it's a, a torn medial. That's um, yeah. That's what I messed up. Well. How does he change direction? Oh, I anyway, don't. I don't know. He um he scored. He like he scored in the in the Western Sydney game as well. And I hadn't hadn't noticed it before, but um, he right. you know well, since his defense moves less than him so you know that's yeah. how it works out yeah, yeah true uh and before we move on dan the crowd at eden park well i mean we've got to give um the people of new zealand a, a big shout out we um talked about the twenty thousand plus crowd for the wellington homecoming uh but they turned out at uh, auckland as well um with uh tw- i think it was twenty two two three three. Um, we've got, I think we've got it written differently here in our notes, but um, yeah, it was, it was almost very, um, there was a lot of uh, we, well, the, the Richie Benno gag. Um, we nearly got like all, choo, all choo, twos. Choo. Yeah. Choo, 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 choo. <laughs> nah, I think it was two, 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 three, three. So, so at the end of this season, the two highest regular um, season mm. crowds will be <laughs> for Wellington games. Hashtag it, metrics. In, in two different cities as well. Mm. Um, let's move on to the MacArthur CCM game. Um, CCM have just lost 2-0 the, the F3 derby. They've lost it 2-0 um, to Newcastle uh, as we speak live, which is um, – so they're, they're doing their best to throw this away, CCM and Newcastle. <laughs> Newcastle are trying to climb out of 12th. Uh, but they won this one. Um, Jack Clisby, sizzling goal, Chriso. It's what he does. It's um, <laughs> It's what – it's what saw him in the fans um, team of the season in 2016-2017. It's just – it's um, look, he's – Clarkie is, I know, not his biggest fan, but I know Clarkie acknowledges um, perhaps to, to Jack's detriment. He's uh, fairly focused on the attacking elements of his game but not enough on 
not enough on the defensive side. But um, here he's just said, um, you know, uh, you know that was a, a nice goal, um, and that's what he does, uh, isn't it, Andrew? <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> no fun at all. No fun at all. Because really, it was two. Like you know, he was two. He was, he was stiff that the second one was offside second, as well. It was just prancing. He was feasting on the tasty grass, Clarky, and that's um, what you need to understand. He was yes, yeah. adding strength to his body. MacArthur bow, really putting up a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Where oh, was he are. tonight? Where was he to two? To Newcastle. We weren't uh, watching Clarky, so we don't actually know what happened there. Like, we'll, we'll... that's for next week. But look, Clarky, and, and, and I'm, 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 look, the two goals. I'm and I'm 80% sure the goals were Jack Lisby's fault, but. He sizzled in, <laughs> Clizzle sizzled in this one. Good night, no, everyone. Look, he's had, a, he's had a decent season. Like a lot of journeyman, middle-of-the-road CCM-type plotters, like your Jack Clisby's, Jack he's Clisby. had an acceptable season he's for had, a middle-of-the-road A-League plotter. He's had an he's, acceptable season, Chris O. Acceptable season. They've had, a, they've had a remarkable rise up the ladder. And as, as we talked last week, um, they've had a very settled back four um, all, all season. Now now Tony comes out of it. Um, and and they've fair, won two actually, of last ten now as we speak. Yeah. yeah. No, that's – Defence working not real great. well. Not great. Yeah. yeah. That t- ten, ten games is uh, it's nearly half of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, they do lose uh, Ruan Tongik from it from the defence, and he'd be, I mean, he'd be he'd be in the conversation for team of the season. Ruan Tongik, maybe it yeah. might be a bench yep. spot, but he'd be in the convo. Um, I mean, he's literally played his way into into the Socceroos here, or the Oli Roos, is it? Um, Socceroos, uh, Socceroos, Socceroos. Yeah. Um, so all, yep, all I can give you on. All I can give you on tonight's game, Clarky, is that on FopMob, we've got Clisby a rating of 6.9, Negro on the other side a rating of 6.1. So I reckon they might have gone there on the other side. Yeah. Just, just, going, off, just going off the numbers here. <laughs> um, let's get back Fop on track about the scoring. Notoriously accurate. Uh, Negro, Negro was oh, yanked yeah. at halftime as well. Does that give you any further indication? <laughs> Expect to win, done, done, done. Um, I think, exactly. Did you guys say that earlier? That earlier in the year that Negro um, uh, consulted with um, what's his name? The yeah, um, I know he's about yeah, no, Bradley, Bradley Stubbs. Bradley Stubbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Negro actually like did like sort of one-on-one sessions with him. He, he consulted with him. So yeah. there you go. Um, back to the game we're talking about. I very much enjoyed seems, the. Open- seems kind of redundant now. Does <laughs> discussing yeah, it does. the tonight's game. <laughs> Like, let's just get through this game. This game happened. Next game. Yeah, it did did happen. I just wanted to talk about Societa's goal because it was awesome. The the chipped through ball from from Genro, lovely. Federici, excellent again. Um, The bicycle attempt. We've got to talk about that, Dan. Oh, yeah. So, obviously... we're big fans of keepers coming up with it. Like we, we encourage it. I, we encourage it from the 85th minute onwards. We just need to see more of it um, <laughs> just to, you know, give just more opportunities for, uh, for events like this to happen. Um, so look, the ball was sort of floating up. It was a little bit behind Federici and he just thought, you know what? I'm fucking, I'm going global. Like I am going global <laughs> tonight. <laughs> You only like you only get the chance to really like get be player of the day on Sports Center like once in your lifetime as a professional athlete in Australia. You've just got to do it. <laughs> you just got to go for it. Instead, inst, instead he instead he got about like 
like 120 likes on Twitter or something like that for yeah, the, uh, the failed attempt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely thought if if this comes off, I'm absolutely trumping Allison. Like he can absolutely get fucked. A fucking header. Yeah. Piss off, idiot. <laughs> Um, at the, which I think they, uh, there's rumors floating around on Twitter today, by the way, that uh, De Silva, who scored a wonderful goal in this game, Danny De Silva, uh, is off to MacArthur uh, here. And as a result, really, and probably in general, to be honest, CCM simply must convince Urania to uh, to sign a new deal, Chriso. Yeah, he's been brilliant this year. We've uh, remarked on that many times. And yeah, they if they want to keep this train chugging, obviously... Um, replace you you know tds um, and sign jack lisby to a long-term you know contract uh, keeping uh him there till he's 37 so a couple of moves to be made (laughs) before we tee off another rant from clarky about clisby let's let's uh let's chat western united uh they lost again and again so um they lost to macarthur in this game in in their second game of the weekend um Susiato again. Milligan with he really wound back the clock there, Millsy. Uh, just you know, he's marauding the old mar- it was- Yeah, he marauded. <laughs> um, and something um, we've written in here is that Western United probably should have a look at a like a, a dependable goal scorer for next season. Mm-hmm. Along with yeah, what else? Well, well oh, along with um, <laughs> a stadium, fans. An identity, some rigidity, <laughs> some rigidity through the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, the, yeah they, they've struggled. Yeah. It's fair to say, because mm. yeah, obviously, obviously best, uh, best hasn't had the best season, and he's uh, he has been injured for the last couple as well. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that was. Uh, I mean. Maybe someone like Bess, who, when he's up and going, makes a difference in in, a, in the the two one result against Macarthur on sort of was that the Monday night game. Um, yeah. It's probably not bridging the gap in the six one result against the victory though. No, that's right. Well, let's let's chat about that because we're all itching to as victory fans. We haven't had a chance to to do this, so <laughs> allow us, give us a couple of minutes to just indulge ourselves a touch. And to be fair, was... we've buried this back in the run sheet. We're at we're at about sort of like 37, 38 minutes now. So we've we've pushed it back. Um and we've considering yeah, we've, the, considering the year it's been. Well, we, we just pushed it to Western United if you're conceding six to Melbourne victory. Like you're yeah. fucking shit. Like so, come on. <laughs> victory have won five games this season. Uh I think that's right. Five. Um not many. Yeah, not many. Yeah, so yeah, five five wins a season. Twice, um, twice I've called them on Twitter beforehand, which I'm pretty happy about. And one of them was this game, but it didn't really take bloody uh, Nostradamus to figure out the victory or a massive show uh, in this game against Western United. It was one of the more surreal games I've I've ever watched. It like everything about it, like the vibe, the the lack of fans. Um, like the, the way you could hear everything they were saying to one another out there, it just it all really smacked of like a preseason training game behind closed mm. doors that you get like yeah. footage of later. Um, it felt like such low stakes, and um, it was very funny to me to watch Western United just constantly get torn up down their right side for whatever reason. Like they just couldn't handle Ben Falami for some reason down their right side. <laughs> it's really strange. 
But they like yeah. it's like they scored the same victory scored the same goal five times. Yeah, yeah. No, it was um it was pretty it was deeply concerning from a Western United um point of view. We talked last week about um the possibility that like maybe Rude's message can wear thin um after a little while. Um it looked like a it looked like a team that weren't interested in playing. Um on the weekend, it it all it it felt mm. like closer to a protest vote than anything. But um, they they were listless, and um, you know, to get torn up like that by like very clearly a, a bad team um, is uh, yeah, it's not not good signs moving forward. I wouldn't have thought they they almost visibly like threw the towel in. At, yeah, like, yeah. After tw- when Brimmer scored it after twelve minutes, they stopped playing Clarky. Yeah, there's a lot of really frustrated individuals in that team, and I use the, the word individuals because they don't they don't seem to be playing for each other at all. Um, Diamante looks like he's fed up and can't wait for this season to come to a close. Like to be honest, he's probably fed up with carrying them. Um, but yeah, they just they look pretty fractured as a, and jaded. Um, yeah, jaded. So yeah, I think they just look. They just. They probably want to get home and then just be like, be done with this season. But it's it's been a highly disappointing last two months, and yeah, it's been tough. But there's been these sorts of runs and and tough little fixture congestions for every team, and every team's kind of gotten on with it. These guys just seem to have, as soon as it's gotten hard, it's like, yeah, as you said, thrown in the towel, and they they threw the towel in in before even half time in this game, and and victory a team that is looking for any sort of feel-good sort of boost that doesn't really mean much except for just, you know, personal highlight reels <laughs> on mm-hmm. on Instagram. They were going, fine, we'll, we'll play through you and, and score some score some goals, you know, Butterfield and uh, with another Perla. Seems to be, that's all he can do. I did, I did but, like that Elvis Camsober was like 5-1 up in the 50th minute, like probably not going to bust out the backflip this time. <laughs> no fans going to do a backflip. Let's fucking yeah. go. Yeah. Um, but uh, Chris, I reckon this is you that's written in here that the, uh, they're, the, their GM of football, Western United's GM of football left on the 30th of April. Uh, they were seven points behind City at that stage, and I think they've lost every game they've played since then. It wasn't so long ago that we were talking about Western United is a probable finalist, I don't think. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. And then they've just been in free fall. And, yeah, I think there's been some things happening behind the scenes there. Um, Ante Kovacevic uh, has left. Um, players seem, you know, disenchanted, to put it mildly, um, disinterested, to put it frankly. And um, they've been room temperature piss. So, yeah, the, the Rudin said after the game, he actually said the wheels have fallen off. He's not, you know, he, he's he's one to put things pretty bluntly. The, for a coach to yeah. say that about his team is is pretty, you know, that's um, almost Carl Robinson like. So really, um, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. There's some decisions to be made there uh, around that, um, you know, a club. Dare I call it one? <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> that uh, property that, venture. So yeah. they're they're pretty they're pretty like there's some damning stats around them. That between their most recent goal and their first one in this game, if that makes sense. Like so, the first goal in this game, and then the last one they'd scored before that, they had shipped 16 goals in a row, and they've 
yeah, they've now lost seven games in a row, including this six-one loss, a couple of three nils, and a five nil. Um, they're just they. And you know, you know what else? Most damning. Ale on Instagram, he's been very quiet, and that for me is that that's the real. That's that's the barometer. He hasn't been doing any of his listening. hasn't been listening to music, smiling and nodding slowly. hasn't mm. been hasn't been doing any of that. They've just been getting thrashed, and he's been he's looking doing ten every... Instagram stories a day. That's way down on his normal <laughs> output of thirty to forty slides a day. And for mine, that's that's it's the philosophical chicken or the egg thing. Is is LA's Insta content down because Western United down, or are Western United down because LA's Instagram content is down? Uh, 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 it's a good, a very, very important distinction. So, yeah, looking every year, every inch of his thirty-eight or thirty-nine years, poor Ale. Um, so, look, yeah. let's just see if they can't find a new football uh, manager, <laughs> a, a, a football coach, and a stadium, and sort things out for next year. So, let's see how they indeed. go. Mm. Um, yes, indeed. Now we've diagnosed all the ills at uh, Western United. Turn us uh, on. Yeah, yeah. Let's move <laughs> Get on. Get a shovel. Get a shovel oh, yeah. out. Let's move on to Western Sydney to Brisbane nil. On reflection, probably could have been further up the run sheet this, but uh, we only saw these things out just before we come on air. So if you want to look behind the curtain, that's uh, <laughs> that's where got, we're at. At least got a run in Clarky's <laughs> observation. So, you that's know, with, yeah, the, yeah, with the Margush 100-yard celebration. So. Yeah, what do you want from us? We're finishing soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're old we're, and tired. We've, we've, pa- we've packed it in Western United. We're the United Western United style. of podcasts. We're <laughs> yeah. throwing it in before it's even done. Yeah, that's right. Fuck not, you all. Not Sorry. a dissimilar <laughs> color. Not a dissimilar <laughs> color scheme as well. Um, <coughs> the green means something else, though. Uh, Western <laughs> Sydney. They won this two nil, and really the um, like the the headline out of this game was um, <laughs> Robbo, um, Craig Robinson on on the pre-game coverage. The pre-game coverage, just smashing his squad. Like pretty much saying that none of them have any leadership and none of them speak up in the change room and um, you know that no, none of them are like willing or able to turn it around. And then they went out and won two nil. Um, yeah. It was really really remarkable stuff. I like I've, I went and listened back to the whole sort of two minute uh, conversation and he um, he was brutally damning on his team, Chriso. Well, I don't know if they like. I think I, I put that note in the doc, but then I think it was Dan who said, don't know if they actually would have heard that because whatever he said, <laughs> yeah, so there's it seems to have had the, or unless he walked into the sheds after that and goes, right, you blokes, I fucking slated you out there on national television, so give me something. <laughs> so maybe, maybe he did well, Maybe that. he's just gone. He didn't even dip, tip himself. He said, you should hear what they're saying about you guys. Yeah. No leadership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, just, he puts it on the agenda and then sort of uses it, uses it to motivate the boys. The genius. He's so, doing yeah. the pre-match address. Then he's left KO on in the dressing room, and he's gone. You watch what I say about you. I'm going out there to do pre-game. That should that should be their new pinned tweet. They, <laughs> they um, but yeah, it doesn't. It seems everything he's tried this season has hasn't worked probably to the what extent he would have liked. So um, now he's one from one when it comes to pre-match slatings. So mm. go with it. I well, say. Well, he's actually yeah. he signed quite a, a chunk of this squad. I know he hasn't been there for that long, um, but I mean, he should know what he was getting into. I mean, you know, I, I assume that he he would have at least um, met most of the guys that he signed before at the um, at the avid Christmas party or something like that. So uh, <laughs> exactly. he'd have some idea as to the sort of personalities that he was bringing into the club. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. he's slating his own judgment. He's slating Avid's judgment. Like, this guy's just burning <laughs> bridges. <laughs> Mate, you can't go back to Newcastle. They don't want you anymore. <laughs> the one that um, I think like, it was a bit weird too because you could tell he was spoiling for it. Like the the start of the the mm. whole um, thing, like they asked him a question that really didn't relate to any of it, and he sort of like like tipped into him early and then like waited for another chance a little bit later. But uh, yeah, he was clearly like, he could sit, he was just fuming away there. Um, but yeah, like you said, it seemed to work or the energy around the, the, uh, the squad that he brought seemed to work. Um, Bruce Kamau is quietly having uh, an excellent season. Well, not even quietly, to be honest. I feel like we've said this about him he's, every other week. He's overtly um, having a good season. Yeah, yeah, overtly having a good season and uh, on balance, probably their, their player of the season. He's been, Excellent. So, um, you know, for all the other, you know, questions of of judgment uh, with Robbo, you can't say he hasn't gotten a song out of Brucey K. No, Brucey's been good. Probably the one knock on him is just the consistently finding the back of the net. And, and really, Brucey's probably the one who's only consistently finding the back of the net for the Wanderers this season. Mm. So, no, credit to him and definitely, definitely career best form for him. Yeah, we got. I mean, we got uh, Bernie Abini uh, scored a, a really lovely goal at the start of this game. Have, has he been a bit disappointing? Do you think, uh, Clark? Well, I think a, a lot of Western Sydney have been largely disappointing. Um, yeah, I, I just don't know. Like when you think of Bernie Abini, you think of him coming on and just running at blokes and terrorizing defenses and just cutting cutting defensive lines to ribbons, and it just. I don't know if it's if it's he hasn't got the confidence to take players on, or if it's the way in which Carl Robinson's deploying him. But I just don't think they're they're playing to Bernie Yabini's strengths, which is just like insane, powerful directness. Just let him I, run at blokes. I I mean I do think that it's not. I I feel like we've we've like we've seen this story before with Bernie Yabini, um, because at, at times like he's he's had some games or he's had a, you know a bit of a patch where you go yes like this is you know this is the play this that we is, we thought we want, that he yeah. should be um but um you know just not quite pulling it together for uh, for a whole season and that's that feels like every season we ever see a burning of any like that mm, like that he has true, yeah. he has the talent there to to do it it's just just uh just can't quite quite get it all there together week to week is he maybe maybe not to be like a starting eleven player? I mean, arguably, when he was his most terrifying is when he's coming off the bench for the all conquering Sydney team, and it was like, ah, oh, Sydney are making a sub at seventy minutes. Oh shit, it's Bernie Abini. Then he just starts running at tired blokes. Maybe yeah. Bernie's not a seventy-five minute of game time. Maybe he should come on at seventy-five minutes. I don't know. Yeah, that's true, and it's something that um, we probably don't. We probably don't do enough with players like is is consider them as like that kind of a specialist off the bench operator, and maybe that is uh, what mm. Bernie, maybe that is what Bernie is. Um, I suppose that's that's for uh, for Robbo to sort out uh, in his own way. Uh, Brisbane here, they've still got um, they've still got a couple of games off their sleeve. They play Perth tomorrow night, um, and I still kind of think they're going to finish about third. To be honest, Dan. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, look, it- they're going to be a bit tired. Like that's they've had the heaviest schedule towards the um, the back end of the season. Them in Perth um, have, have had pretty heavy schedules. Um, so 
uh, oh, look, I think yeah, I think they'll get up the ladder uh, a bit. Um, yeah, it's it's a big game tomorrow night against against Perth. Uh, I think they're pretty safe inside of the finals. I I don't see them as a huge risk of missing out there, especially with the two games in hand. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they'd be some chance to, you know, get, you know, 40 to 41 points is probably about what they're looking at the moment. Two games in hand, they're on 37 now. Um, you know, I think that, I think they'd be hoping to get, you know, north, north of 40 to, um, you know, put them in at about third or fourth. Perth and uh, Sydney FC to come. So, Okay, so maybe 40 is the, the, uh, the target. <laughs> Perth, Perth game is quite big. Um, and Tom Aldrin, Tom Aldred, I should say, um, they what what was it before Dan? They said that it was a hamstring tendon injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think um, it, what Warren Moon described as I I can't remember if it was niggle the word that he used, but he, he like he played like he used a word that really played down. It's oh just just a bit of an issue with his hamstring tendon. It's like hamstring tendon. Hang on, <laughs> yeah, it's not connected. <laughs> you don't just you don't just nick your hamstring tendon like that's that's not great. Um, so. Yeah, sure enough, he's. I think he's had two starts since coming back, and they've been punctuated by a game off. Like I'm pretty sure he came back, like played one, had a game off, played this one, and, and he only lasted the half an hour. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got hurt in the lead up to the uh, Abini goal. Yes, that makes sense to me. Well, he um, surely he's one of the guys that you put in cotton wool. <laughs> I thought just get him ready. Yeah, you get yeah. him ready for the make sure the he's okay. End. Yeah, I don't know. I think they gave back Patrick Flotman too early. They probably <laughs> needed to extend his little short-term deal for another three or four more weeks. Well, Sydney probably need it. him now because they've, they've lost half of their Yeah, back. fuck, actually true. Um, I think we're done here, fellas. <laughs> it's a yeah, bit of a meandering run. It's quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, again, we're done. So you can, uh, you know, where to find us on social media. We're at DITB Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're at Destruction in the Box on Facebook. You can shoot us an email, contact at destructionpod.com. Um, you can always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts as well. And we're also soon going to open nominations for the Golden Gallops, Clark, aren't we? Yeah, we'll get that yeah. nomination form out sometime Reason- over the weekend reasonably soon uh just so we can uh, get your assistance in picking uh, out uh, some nominees for all the all of the wonderful categories which uh, i don't have written down so i can't remember all of them off the top of my head <laughs> uh but uh yeah we'll, we'll, we'll tweet about it during the week uh my name's been rudy it's loving your host i've been joined by andrew clark this evening thanks rudy dan fisher cheers rudy chris alloy thank you rudy we'll see you next week <laughs>